0: Dan and Corey here, welcoming you in to Libservative. The great fundamental issue now before our people. We, the people, cannot stand. Yeah. Welcome in to another rousing rendition of Libservative, the show containing two intellectual idiots fostering political and cultural literacy. He is always his Corey Walsh.
1: And he's the world famous Dan Griffin.
0: A little bit different today. Corey has a big black sheet behind him. It's not the first time that's ever happened to him in his life. We've also it's uh not. We've, we've, let's just say we're trying out a new team member this evening. (laughs) Yeah,
1: uh, he's behind the black sheet. (laughs) I just added him to the. uh, And wearing black face. The mic is not connected. I guess just yell. (laughs) (laughs) We're working out all the, uh, all of the bugs right now. We're adding a a third team member. He's our Jamie.
0: It's uh, Bell the Body Snatcher. (laughs) 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 <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> now it's stuck now and now that's his thing
0: that's right he's it here is- he's here to be our uh our basically our producer role and basically be our bitch that's
1: uh, b- <laughs> bitch and producer he's gonna be he's gonna be filling in all the gaps and dan no <laughs> <laughs> <Yo>. <laughs> no but he's gonna be helping us out and uh Helping uh, fill in all the gaps and like fact-checking things that we say on the fly, keeping track of comments, making the show just the next level of quality.
0: You going to be very happy with his salary, which is nothing.
1: Yeah, neither is mine. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm in the negative with this podcast. We're
0: gonna be uh, we're gonna be working out these uh, these audio difficulties. We knew they were gonna happen when we started tonight's show, but next week will be much better. Just scream from behind the curtain, Bell. Tell everybody hello.
1: Hello. (laughs) (laughs) He's the man behind the curtain. It's the world famous Bell.
0: What you don't know is that was actually just Corey doing his A best sound clip. his best ventriloquist impression. He's real. <laughs> Bell's real. He's here. He's actually here. I swear yeah, to God.
1: I like chicken. I like crack and I like checking facts, and
0: that's why I'm here. Uh, uh, let's, see, let's yeah. see. There he is. Bell the body snatcher. <laughs> the people that
1: only listen to the podcast are not gonna be able to appreciate me pulling behind the curtain.
0: <laughs> anyway, uh Corey. What's I wanted up? to st- I wanted to start tonight's show by uh I, I know we usually go over like what we're taking in culturally, but well, it's actually kind of going to be a topic. First, yeah, go ahead and tell the people where they can find us.
1: Libservative Podcast is found on all social media and podcast platforms. Our website is LibservativeShow.com, and we can be found at Libservative on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Instagram and Twitter at Pod. Our TikTok videos can be found at Libservative Podcast, and you can reach out directly at LibservativePod at gmail.com. Subscribe today!
0: So normally we would start with you know what we're consuming culturally and, and what we're drinking, um, but tonight I, I had I had a, a, a revelation while I was on the shitter uh, right before we started the show. It's very important. It's where I do all my best thinking, as most great men do. Uh, and so, the revelation that I had is about the laugh react on social media. Uh, and you and I talked about this a little bit before the show, but and we have a little bit of a disagreement on this because you enjoy using the laugh. React. I'm an
1: avid fan of the laugh react.
0: But the way I view the uh, the laugh react is it's it's what rubes use to when they want to comment on like a thoughtful point that they disagree with, but they don't have any way to actually do it, so they just laugh react as if that's gonna like. Get a reaction out of you, and maybe that's why you use it. I mean, it sounds that sounds. Oh, like
1: something you call you me a rube? <laughs> <laughs> no, it the laugh react. This is, in my opinion, is a form of art. Okay, so some art is it's, bad. So I get yeah, subjectively, <laughs> but it has to be used really, really well. Like it can't be a laugh react. To like a well thought out opinion, to where it's like it could be from Occupied Democrats, Prager U, uh, the Daily Wire, NPR, any of these different ones. Like, if it's like a laugh react, but it has a
0: can I just say that was really good? I love how you were really careful to name like two left wing outlets and two right wing outlets equally. That's just fantastic. Dirty centrist show, and uh, so. When I use
1: it, it's when it's just a really dumb take where the people think they're being clever and it's really stupid where it's like, uh, let me think. Oh, fuck. You know, it's whenever you try to think of something like this, there's just so many that it just floods your,
0: your, uh, but what about the rubes that think your take is dumb and they use the laugh react in an inappropriate manner? That's what I'm saying.
1: My thoughts are so sound (laughs) then. (laughs) <laughs> no like yeah there's people that do it that they think they're being funny where it's just like okay but when it's fits up like let me like uh when it's like the really dumb like boomer takes like if we just built a wall and put a catapult on one side we could just send them all back <laughs> it's- laugh, react, because <laughs> you're fucking stupid, even though and that might not be even a good uh take because that would be like what they're looking for, I guess, a laugh, react. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm just, or like when uh when Occupy Democrats would share a really shitty take on something. All you got to do, all I got like to all I gotta do is
0: open their Facebook page. I can find an example.
1: <laughs> <And> yeah, <laughs> it's like when they're trying thing. to be serious and clever but their take is just so fucking bad you just laugh react it because you know that someone has seen that and it's just making them so fucking angry because it kind of happened to me I kind of got trolled a little bit I made a post about Tyree Nichols which we're going to dive into later in the show uh, made a post talking about how it was black on black uh, like crime and how a lot of the, when it comes to the police it's not necessarily race it's just really bad policing and how you know we need to do better. Here we and go. Someone laugh reacted that, and I didn't mention race or nothing. It was just like, well, obviously you're a fucking idiot.
0: From 19 minutes ago, Occupy Democrats: The Republican economic plan: colon number one, raise taxes on working people so they can lower them for the rich donors. Number was that two, the,
1: sales tax, the fair tax thing?
0: <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where this is going. Let me get to the end of it. Number two, Sorry, cut taxes for billionaires and corporations, blowing up the deficit. Uh, number three, use the quote deficit as an excuse to cut Social Security and Medicare. Stop the Republican tax scam. That's just a post that literally says nothing.
1: <laughs> yeah, but see now, I don't know if I'd laugh or react that. That's probably something worth a comment. Okay, it's that's- an art form. See, man. and that's my point, Corey. people are just so bad at it that yeah, yeah. I I know what your point is, but I'm taking this very personally because my laugh react. i don't here's just a better one give from- them out i'm not just spreading my legs for every single post the laugh right. react. so you're not a laugh
0: react whore that's good no i'm not
1: a laugh react whore
0: uh here's a, here's one from an hour ago don't like abortions ignore them like you ignored school shootings
1: yeah i would laugh react that that's a good one yeah because that, that's dumb that's just a dub take.
0: Anyway, like, I just never
1: like you like all that and the time you spent doing that, you could have spent time in just making just a, a uh a very genuine post about how we have to tackle mental health in our country.
0: No. No, then you're then you're cucking out to to big mental health, Corey. <laughs> big mental. I'm gonna let you go first. Uh consumption. What are you taking in this what are you taking in this week? What are you drinking?
1: Uh Basil Hayden's. And uh, some Pigeon Hill Salted Caramel Stouts. That's what I'm consuming. No, I'm just kidding. I mean, I'm not kidding. That's what I'm drinking. Ha! Laugh, react. Anyways. <laughs> I've been still watching The Last of Us, which uh, I realized I'm now at the point in the show where I stopped playing. Remember me mentioning in the in the show before that like there was a point where I stopped playing the game to where like the storyline was going to be something completely fresh to me? There was a point where I had to catch myself and check myself because I felt like a conservative douchebag <laughs> because in, in the uh, series, this one character, you know, he builds a badass setup, you know, like what you would dream of. Like this would be your setup, you know, if uh, the apocalypse happened and he there's he saves this guy who falls in a hole and they end up being gay. My wife accused me of homophobia because I I saw it happen, I was like, ugh, really? (laughs) Because I thought it was just a grift, but it was actually a part of the game, so then I immediately felt better and okay because the fact that they didn't deviate from the game.
0: So you didn't see it as like gratuitous homosexuality in Hollywood.
1: Right, yeah. It it, once I realized it was a like it was the storyline from the game. This was something that was you know what I mean? It was something already set in stone. I'm a purist when it comes to certain things. Like when I see a, a uh a rendition of a movie. That's not the book. The book is always better. Like, you know, that kind of thing. Like the game I, from, for what I played, the game was better than the book, but, uh, I mean the game the show. Yeah. That, so I was at that point where it's like, Oh, what the fuck is this? But the, uh, yeah. So bell actually just said they did not highlight it much at all in the game in the relationship, they made it, <laughs> they made them just gay enough.
0: See, that's why we can't wait to get Bell's mic fixed. Cause he could have just said that and it would have been much more hilarious than, uh, than, having Corey, right. than having Corey struggle through reading all of those letters,
1: Right? these <laughs> words, you know, these fucking letters, you know, the. Yep. Anyways. that's <laughs> all I got. So long gay boys. That. So long. <laughs> yeah uh but yeah so then once i like so like i just googled it and i was sitting there and i merely felt like like the anger of like it was it was weird that this little thing i went through because like i'm not even a purist for the game because i didn't even finish the fucking game but i thought they went away from like the game that i thought it was so i was like oh what the fuck but then like i just googled it and i was like oh never mind
0: Corey, you're aging and catching yourself turning into a conservative that's what's happening you, right don't now. Don't
1: you dare fucking like, um, say that.
0: Imagine, imagine. Don't you dare fucking say that. Imagine being.
1: A little bit of taxes is okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> imagine being. Imagine being. Like, you're, you're that person that's like mad that the new Little Mermaid is black. I don't
1: give a shit about that.
0: <laughs> I know, which brings me into what I'm consuming because we, we got to talk about this. This is important.
1: No, you're watching The Little Mermaid?
0: No. Not, no, well, not yet. Maybe tomorrow. And then and the half way. of Twitter <laughs> half of Twitter just called me a pedophile. Uh, yeah, so what I'm drinking tonight, and it fits, is uh, I'm drinking the... I might have shown this already on the show, but I'm drinking the Jack Daniels single barrel rye. Don't shit on it. Just because it says Jack Daniels on it, trust me, if you're a whiskey person, this is the tits. And uh, I mean that in a good way. Um, well, tits are good,
1: I guess, I subjectively. To,
0: I needed to drink that. Tonight, because Frank and Bill
1: from Last of Us would not like tits.
0: <laughs> I watched the first three episodes of Velma as I promised I would do uh, after last week's episode. When and, I was convinced
1: it was a psyop.
0: And, and, and here's the thing I don't think it's a psyop. I think everybody is kind of looking at this show, everybody's missing the point of the show, which probably tracks. Because people that catch the point are going to be people that aren't way off to the cultural left or way off to the cultural right. Because those are the people that write articles. And those are the people that have to like take to Twitter and talk about how woke it is or how it's a a right-wing psyop. I don't think it's either of those things. I think this show is genuinely a show that is making fun of the polarization of... Uh, the culture wars because if, if you're watching it and if you're conservative you're gonna watch it and you're gonna catch all of like the 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 obvious out front jokes making fun of uh i guess conservatives or conservative thinking or you know the 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 obvious tropes about uh Fred being a rich white guy with a small dick, right? Like that's those things are really, really obvious. He's their, a
1: late bloomer.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hasn't gone through puberty, and he's so infantilized that he can't even cut his food, right? Like that's really obvious stuff. Just kind of making fun of the way, just ma- ma- making fun of the, the 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 rich white stereotype, right? Those are easy to see. But as I promised, going into this week, I was going to watch this show from the angle that it is a right-wing psyop and what I was looking for were jokes and plot points that were making fun of woke culture either tongue-in-cheek or right out in the open most of them are tongue-in-cheek but I found 12 examples and I will read them all to you I found 12 examples in the first three episodes of Velma that are clearly making fun of woke culture
1: Oh so, yeah, so that's, that's what I was saying when I when I when I mentioned it being a psyop, like not necessarily hello bisky. This person said hello.
0: Oh, it's it's, it's a uh, little, little, little little biscuit is 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 the emoji. Let's just throw that up there because it's cute. Oh, maybe it's a welcome cookie. to
1: the show. Maybe it's a like cookie. follow and share.
0: Uh, yeah. What were you saying? <laughs>
1: um, it was like I wasn't uh, implying it was necessarily a psyop from the right. It was just trolling the and. Tire society of the country to where they made fun of wokeism and it pissed off the left, but they did it clever enough to where the right didn't catch on to it. Uh, to where they uh, where the right got pissed saying It was like a woke show.
0: Well, and that's, that goes to the, the polarization of the cultural issues that we have, right? Because like the left will like m- invent a narrative the cultural left will like will bring up a narrative, and we'll we'll get into this. this is the title of the episode, we'll get into this a little bit more in, on a serious note with the with the Tyree Nichols stuff is coming up here later in the show. But like the cultural left will will create a narrative, and then the right will just take the bait. They'll just react to it, you know. Like because like it, it like it's gotten to a point where you know the left well, the right the left the left's narrative is like you know I don't know I'll just use. Uh, gender as an example right the left's narrative is like like well you know trans women are women right that's that's the narrative and the and and the right picks up on that by reacting to it by thinking that like a trans or like a a a drag queen is going to jump out of the toilet and turn their son into a daughter like that's and that's
1: the biggest problem with the right, the fear mongering that goes with it you you don't nobody can tell you what republicans stand for
0: But you sure as shit know what they're against. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, and that's, we're actually going
1: to talk about that a little bit in the show later. And you
0: wonder, and you wonder why you can't win the popular vote, right? Even just talking politics, when you're always on the back foot and you're always just reacting to whatever the left is doing instead of, you know, creating your own type of culture. Like, I'll just use the example of the Daily Wire, right? Because it's probably the biggest uh, uh, conservative piece of media outside of the mainstream like outside of Fox or Newsmax or whatever and they sit there and they'll tell you like hey um, the nuclear family is what matters and religion is what matters and God is real and if you don't have God uh, things aren't things aren't going right like they'll, they'll say that or you can't live a good life without God or whatever the fuck they say but then 90% Ninety percent of the videos that they produce are all about why, like this is why this ideology is bad, and like they're not even wrong most of the time. Like there are things about, like I, you and I both watched, "What Is a Woman" by Matt Walsh. I mostly enjoyed it. Is I thought it was, I thought it was interesting. I thought it was an interesting take. I thought that the, you know, the idea behind it, and. What Matt Walsh was trying to come like get across his main point of the show, which is that woke ideology or uh, gender ideology can be uh, dangerous. I respected all of that, but they 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 never have anything else to say. They they never have anything else to replace it with, other than like, well, you should just be a Christian. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, yeah. like, what else do you have to say? So I'm gonna go over. At least you have anything to add to that.
1: No, you you pretty much nailed it. Yeah, like, my my biggest problem with what is a woman is, like, there was no pivot to where, like, he had this opportunity to have good faith conversations and instead he just trolled.
0: Did he, though? Because what I got out of that film was that he just asked the question and people didn't know how to answer it. And I think that was the whole point of the movie was when he would ask, what is a woman... And anybody who's involved in you know trans ideology
1: just yeah, did, oh yeah No, you're right just didn't in the know end, how to he ends the up question asking his wife. He goes, "What is a woman?" And she says, and a, she goes,
0: a human female or whatever. An adult a human, human f- female. female
1: needs you to help needs your help to open this jar or yeah. something like that."
0: I thought it was well done. I enjoyed it. I, you know, I don't and I take it to heart or whatever.
1: <laughs> I'm not going to pay for a Daily Wire subscription to watch it again.
0: No. Yeah, I canceled my daily wire subscription. I just I had to see that film. I had to see it. I was sorry, it sucked me in. Uh so I, I wanted to talk, getting back to Velma, I wanted to mention the twelve things that I caught in the first three episodes that I thought were very went, religious of you, Dan. There were 12? Twelve. Well, twelve. Twelve disciples. It, uh, well, it could have been Ten Commandments. Shut up. Um <laughs> <laughs> I, jokes making fun of wokeness. So the first one that I found, I believe was in the first episode. And uh, Velma is—it's where she's trying to sell the drugs. You saw this episode, right? Where she's trying to sell the drugs to the—I
1: only the saw school. the first episode, and that's so it. she
0: tries, She's trying to sell drugs to like the white people behind the school, like the rich white people behind the school. And uh, they go back and forth, and there's a couple of woke jokes. But at the end, uh, Velma goes as they walk away, not buying her drugs because they thought she was a narc. She goes, enjoy enjoy your, dec- enjoy your decline into backyard organic farming. Tell me that's not making fun of the left.
1: Yeah, I guess <laughs> because it's completely out of context for me.
0: So second is uh, when, uh, so th- I believe this was in the first episode when Fred's fake eyelash falls off and it like goes down to his lip and it looks like a Hitler mustache. You remember that?
1: I think so. Yeah. After yeah, they yeah.
0: arrest, after they like arrest, after they arrest Fred, and they're trying to make it seem like he's just this little innocent little boy, so the eyelash falls off and goes to his upper lip, and so to look like Hitler, <laughs> and then the reporter goes, he looks like Hitler, and not just because we compare everyone to Hitler these days. <laughs> that's a, that's making fun of wokeism. That's making fun of the left in that in that scenario. So the third one is uh, Norville or Shaggy being so anti-drugs as a black guy. Yeah. Forcefully and gratuitously trying to quell black stereotypes. To me, that's making fun of the left. Uh, the fourth one is co- the comically forced lesbian attraction between Delma and Velma and Daphne when they first kiss. It's just, it's just, it's so, it's, to me, it's comically forced. It's not... Like trying to, it's making fun of the gratuitous homosexuality that sometimes you see in Hollywood. At least that's how I read it into it. Uh, The infantilization of Fred, the over infantilization of Fred to me is kind of one of those. You pushed it too far. So it's funny because you're making fun of the left. Uh,
1: It sounds like you like this show, Dan.
0: I'll get to that. Uh, so (laughs) the, like all the hallucin all the hallucinations. Why didn't I get that word out that Velma's having is kind of making fun of like this, this over need on the left of like, we have to care about mental health and everybody's mental health matters. I feel like overplaying that is making fun of woke culture. Uh, Episode three, which you have not seen.
1: Oh, my God.
0: I can't even explain this one. I wish we could pull this one up, but I don't think any of us have our HBO Max uh, signed in. But there's a scene at the very beginning of episode three where Velma is talking to Norville slash Shaggy. And in the background, there's a bunch of stuff going on. And all you see is like these two gay men just... Ravishing each other across the back of the screen in the background, like they're just like licking each other's teeth. <laughs> <laughs> and it's again like making fun of the gratuitous nature sometimes of homosexuality in Hollywood. You have to see it if you haven't seen it. It's in like the first two minutes of episode three. You'll know what I'm talking. That's actually where I laughed the hardest. Was, that, was so I saw. where
1: I laughed the hardest in the was in the first scene when they were doing the uh, the baby picks when the baby was inside the womb. It was just like pushing Instead you could see like the whole fucking face That was like the only part Where I was like oh that's actually kind of funny Uh,
0: The eighth one is um, Every set of Parents in this show Is interracial Every single one So far in the first four episodes Or three episodes Like the gratuitous nature of like The fact that we can't have a same Sex couple in a TV show anymore to me, that's a dig at wokeism in Hollywood. Uh, the the self the the self defense tournament in the third episode being like this uh, uh, trying to determine who's least vulnerable. It's an all girls self defense tournament. That's what they call it. It's basically kind of riffing off of Cobra Kai, which is a great show. Uh, and And it's the, the name of the tournament is the tournament to, uh, to determine which girl is least vulnerable. <laughs> <laughs> that's, yeah. a, that's a dig at wokeism i think uh
1: that's what i'm saying this show is gonna marinate and like it's gonna be like oh that's what this
0: is i got three more um fuck <laughs> i told you i had 12 uh, there, I know, th- there was there was a line i can't remember who said it i should have wrote- written it down in episode three that said uh i haven't seen women so overconfident since my mom's on election day 2016 <laughs> it must have been daphne cuz she's got the gay moms i haven't seen women so overconfident since my mom since my mom's on election day 2016 that was the line
1: that's actually a pretty good
0: line that's making fun cuz
1: of- everyone was like oh hillary's gonna win yep, hillary's makes, just gonna win she making, doesn't have to visit 48 make, out of the 50 states
0: uh making fun of democrats and then uh, these last two are also from the third episode Velma is in the office with the with the counselor uh after after Daphne beat her up in the uh in the the self-defense tournament and uh um the the counselor who is shaggy's mom or dad norville's dad uh uh he goes yes she beat you up but you hurt her feelings, which is way worse these days. In like a sarcastic tone. Is that making fun of the right or is that making fun of the left? That's making fun of the left, hundred percent. And then the last one is um, the entire character of Norville's dad. He's a psychologist. He's a school psychologist, and they make him a fucking idiot. Which is which is make which is kind of making fun of this whole you know. The fact that everybody needs therapy and everybody's feelings matter, and like the fact that like psychologists are morons, like that's that's making fun of the left. Twelve instances in the first three episodes of Elma that so I so you're, found- you're
1: yeah you're you're basically like going with what I was like agreeing with what I was saying is how this is like intentional.
0: Yes, but it's, it's also making fun of the cultural right. There's plenty of jokes, but I wasn't looking for those. I saw them. I ran across them. It's a show that is designed to make fun of the polarity of our cultural situation. And that's why
1: everybody hates it, because everyone's so dug into their little trenches of yeah, emotionally attached ideologues.
0: Those are the people that say things. Those are the people that tweet things. Like yeah. anybody who's in the middle that's just that recognizes what this thing is is sane enough to get up in the morning, take a shower, scrub their balls, take a shit, jerk off and go to work and not worry about what the fuck Velma is means or doesn't mean. It's not done well at, to go back to what you said earlier. It's not done well. I don't think it's funny. I had a like a few I had like one really hard laugh and like a couple of chuckles. It's it's a dumb show. Uh, maybe it's, but, but it might be just that it's before its time. Maybe that's what it is.
1: Yeah. I, that's, yeah, it's all very intentional, I think. That's it. That's all uh, I have. Yeah. That's no, it's,
0: that's the longest water you consuming segment we've ever had.
1: I know, 28 (laughs) minutes in.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Did you, yeah, but did you even have any videos for Bell to play tonight or? Is he just sitting there picking his ass?
1: I think that's pretty much what he's doing. <laughs> I don't want to pull the curtain back to see.
0: It's okay. It's alright. <laughs> we're working. The- <laughs> he
1: <laughs> just <laughs> said, "I don't have my finger in my butt."
0: <laughs> but he didn't say where he did have his finger. So let's let's just leave it at that.
1: <laughs> he's in a transition.
0: Yeah, we're working. The- we're working this whole thing out. He's kind of getting. He's kind of getting to know us a little bit here on this show. He already knows you. He doesn't know me. at he doesn't know me from Frank from It's Always Sunny.
1: Right.
0: You're right. <laughs> <laughs> uh did we want to move on? Yeah, we gotta move. Unless you had something else to say about Velma. I
1: think, uh I think no, I think that it's just it's crafted to uh piss everyone off intentionally.
0: Yep. It's going it's to gonna be, be
1: it's gonna be like the room where like six years from now everyone's gonna go back and go, Wow, this is great, what a wild time twenty twenty three
0: was. I have this feeling it's going to be looked back on as being. I could be. I could totally be wrong about this, but I have this weird feeling right now that it's going to be looked back on as like actually pretty genius. It is. Is it's going to be seen as before its time. So we'll see. It took me
1: one episode to realize what they were doing.
0: I'm gonna keep watching it. Oh Jesus! I'm actually, i gonna, I'm actually going to gonna keep too. watching it because I got to see where it goes. I got to see where it goes. Once we get to the end, maybe we'll revisit this. Uh, anyway, Let's the you the big. Uh, the well, big... should we
1: save that one?
0: You want to talk about? You don't want to talk about we, the big th- one? You want to talk about the little one?
1: Um, well, we get? You want to cover the Galapagos? Because like this one, I know is just going to take. Like, I got a lot to say about this.
0: All right. Well, I just and then for and
1: like, then to go minutes. from that such a heavy topic onto like. This other light shit, I feel like it's not going to do it justice.
0: Are you considering other people's feelings? A little bit. Okay, let's do it. You're better than me, Corey Walsh. You're better than me.
1: What do you mean? I'm (laughs) over here just fucking drinking bourbon and (laughs) doing my best, I guess.
0: What is this Gallup poll that you forced down my throat? And I'm glad you did because it's interesting.
1: All right. So look, we're using Bell now. I'm sharing his screen. <laughs> so uh this poll right here or this, this article is just a recent Gallup poll and what they did was they asked uh the US, US citizens to rank like what the biggest issues in America were. And what's nice is if yep scroll down a little bit more, you could see right here the most important U S problems like on this poll and what the difference is between just November, December of January of uh 22 versus January, 2023. And so that's, that's,
0: a, that's bipartisan, right? We're talking about, yeah, this is
1: bipartisan. Country, okay. This is just, just good old fashioned Americans, uh, being polled for this. And it's showing, uh, like the different things that everyone ranked as their most important thing, what the biggest problem with America is, and the biggest takeaway for me for this is this: twenty-one percent of uh, Americans, both Republicans and Democrats, having the biggest issue with just government itself. Twenty-one percent of Americans think that uh, that this leadership is the biggest problem in our country.
0: So here's before you, before you continue, here's what's interesting about that to me. So if you look at November, December of 2022, we're sitting at 15%. And now in January of 2023, we're sitting at 21%. And we're talking about uh, bipartisan. So what, what moves when your biggest concern is government and it's at 15% in December of 2022, which is right after... Uh, what would that be? The midterms. Yeah. Uh, to January of twenty twenty three. What? Well, the biggest one I can
1: think of is just now how all of these different government leader people in leadership positions are having uh, (laughs) classified documents being found in just boxes and garages in that are locked.
0: Don't worry, they're locked
1: (laughs) next to Corvettes.
0: So. There's that, but there's also the fact that you have Oh, the a,
1: McCarthy's McCarthy's membership in the house having to take 15
0: votes. You also have uh yeah, you also yeah, I was going to say you also have House Republicans actually taking over. So I look at that number and I go, are there just more Democrats voting on this poll? But then Bell brings us down to uh the actual graph which breaks it down for us a little bit. More um yeah, go ahead, Corey. Because I yeah, feel like I interrupted so, you.
1: No, it's like, yeah, those are the things that I could think of. But like, it's showing that there's a growing number of Americans in a bipartisan fashion, or in a, what would that be? Partisan fashion. No, bipartisan fashion. That they're all like, oh, fuck, man, the people in charge suck, which I'm here for 100%. You know, it's, well the interesting
0: uh, about the interesting thing about that too, Corey, is that the all the Trump candidates lost. They all lost. Well, except, for JD, except for JD Vance. but
1: they were like in places where it's like it could have been an upturned mop with a bucket on its head. And as long as they had a little badge that said Republican, people would have voted for it. Right. Because- what I meant
0: was Trump candidates that were actually in competitive elections, they all lost, other than JD Vance. He's the only one that won. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. All the ones that mattered. Yeah.
0: So uh, when I, look, yeah, looked- go just, ahead.
1: I was going to say, but yeah, it's just, it's this poll is showing that, you know, Americans are just fed up with the leadership that we have. It's just this draconian establishment. of.
0: Uh-oh. I lost him. Lost two. There you go. You're back.
1: <laughs> oh, it's yeah. It's just time and time again. It's just these self-serving politicians who are falling short on, uh serving the people, and the people are finally catching wind of this. And I think this also might coincide with the fact that, like, what's interesting is, is uh you're seeing a lot of the establishment media's numbers just tank. Like, if you if you remember recently, like CNN, just their viewership's ratings, like for their prime time, dropped to like what was it, like four hundred and forty thousand or something like that. Like that's so bad. Or, <laughs> There's or, people or, or like or us Don, on YouTube getting bigger numbers. Than Don
0: them. Lemon having record record low numbers.
1: We're trying to put him in different places, but like they're stuck because like firing him would be racist.
0: Well, and and when I look at this graph, right, I'm looking at the top. I would say let's see one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. The top eight on here, so you have government, inflation, immigration, uh, economy in general, moral, ethical, family decline, uh, federal budget, deficit, and debt, poverty, hunger, and homelessness, uh, crime, and violence. Those are really bipartisan on this graph. I mean, there's some disparity, as you would expect, but like government is the top for both Republicans and Democrats. Yeah. Uh, it's a little bit lower they're for just, Democrats because they have their the guy leadership. as president. Yeah. So then you have inflation, which is at eighteen percent for Republicans and at eleven percent for Democrats. Eleven percent for Democrats, seven points lower than Republicans. I I wouldn't have thought that that they would care. Right.
1: It. Yeah. Because the establishment media, especially coming from the left, really pushes this whole uh narrative that it's all it's putin's price hike it's all putin it's not the 10 trillion dollars that have just been printed in the last couple years
0: everyone knows it's bullshit
1: yeah and so that that right there it just gives me more faith in uh the american citizens that like they see through the bullshit
0: the only disparity i see in that top eight is immigration eighteen percent for Republicans and five percent for Democrats, and we've talked about this multiple times, Corey. If Republicans could come around on immigration, how good that would do for their election numbers, their ability to get elected. Because it's so dumb, it's really I can't easy
1: that immigration is just an actual issue, and it's like just you could easily just solve the problem.
0: You could easily just solve the problem by two things, Corey. You know, you know, both of these implementing a fair tax so that we don't have to worry about people's income taxes anymore. And two, recognizing the fact that we need more fucking immigrants in this country, not less. That doesn't mean they should. It's
1: the only thing that, it's the only reason that America doesn't have to deal with depopulation issues like every other country in the world.
0: Yeah, and it's not even a matter of it's not even a matter of like the way the left tries to portray it of like being the good people and allowing all of these nice people to come into our country. We have to be, you know, humanitarians about it. No, economically it fucking just makes sense to have more immigrants in this country. We have jobs that cannot be filled right now. And it's just going to continue to get worse. So you have to do two things. You have to have more babies and takes eighteen years for them to be able to join the workforce or fifteen or sixteen, whatever the hell our child labor laws are these days. And then damn, government. And then and then you have <laughs> the only other way, the only other way is to bring in more immigrants. And yet they don't all have to be, you know, your your uh uh road scholar fucking uh you know business moguls, right? They can be workers. They can just be workers sometimes.
1: Yeah. They, it's just, you know, just like imagine if we just doubled the immigration lawyers and immigration judges and got these people in and just made it to where like they were able to just even without the fair tax, like the fair tax for the first time in years, it might actually like has like a 1% chance of actually happening.
0: Yeah, it's not going to happen because <laughs> it's not going to make it through the Senate. Why? It's not
1: going to make it. Through Why the won't Senate. it get
0: through the Senate, Corey? You know because
1: answer. all of these people that are self-serving, you know, like at this point I'm like being repetitive. They benefit from the fucked up regressive tax system that we have. They try to play it off as it's progressive, but we have it's regressive as fuck. It's actually a people really... who can add ten zeros to their annual income that from what mine is, and they pay less annual taxes than I do.
0: It's actually a really it's actually a really well thought out answer that I wasn't even looking for, but I like yours better.
1: Oh, well, hey, what can I say? Sometimes I surprise you.
0: Because Boom. I was I was going to say that it's because it's a Republican idea and you have a Senate dominated by Democrats and they're just going to say, nope.
1: Oh, no, <laughs> there's only like 20 Republicans that are advocating for this in the House. I know, like, it's,
0: it's
1: It's probably not even going to pass the House because Republicans aren't going to vote for that. They make way too much money on uh, fucking bamboozling the tax system that you or I will never be able to do.
0: The other disparity is race relations. Isn't that interesting? 2% of Republicans, 9% of Democrats care about race so, relations.
1: So do they care about it or do they see it as an issue? See it as an issue. So what does that tell you? So like now it.
0: Well, because Republicans let's think, don't, let's, let's don't. really don't, think about this. Republicans think about don't this think that racism is real, Corey. Don't you know this?
1: That's uh, what I'm getting at to where they were like, do you think racism is an issue? like is it an answer like well no I have black family members I'm not racist <laughs> you know or is it like that weird thing like like what is more racist of like and I talked like, to a saying, black
0: guy at the corner bar the other day he was like, a nice young fella
1: what is it like like what's worse uh letting people know you have black friends or not telling having people black that friends. you just don't have any black friends <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, like which one is worse because they both sound kind of racist yeah. <laughs> is it like well they're just like nah. i'm just trying to just fucking live i <laughs> it's, don't it's, care about race
0: somebody brings that up i just gonna be like mm, i'm not answering that question it's a lose lose answer
1: because <laughs> what is racist like i don't have any black friends or saying <laughs> well i have black friends
0: well i mean there is the uh there is there is this weird debate that like uh uh people that claim to not or claim to be anti-racist are like advocating for segregation you've seen this right like yeah the yeah black no, so Only recently Theater. was it
1: in uh is it new york or san francisco where there's a club that's doing like a black people only's night or something
0: like yeah that. something like that like that's fucking segregation is it not
1: yeah that's no that is that's that's uh doing the exact same thing that you're pissed off about. Like, where you're not seeing the forest through the trees.
0: I mean, I don't really give a shit. I probably wouldn't go to something like that. <laughs> but it's just like,
1: <sighs>
0: segregation is
1: over. So- we, we should just show up and then just stand there and look confused the whole time. What? Like, my, my, <laughs> where are all my
0: <laughs> My, like, great-great-great-grandmother was black. I'm one of you.
1: Is yeah. that true, or are you just being racist? Do you
0: think they would test my blood right there at the door?
1: I don't know. <laughs> you to, just say you identify as black, I guess.
0: That's true. I could do that. You just, you
1: just come in and go, well,
0: I have black friends. They wanted me to come here. They wanted me to come here.
1: <laughs> so dumb.
0: Anyway, <laughs> like what I'm getting out of this graph for the most part is that Republicans and Democrats— mostly agree, and then we continue to bicker about the bullshit.
1: Yeah. It just goes to show you just how good we actually have it here <laughs> to where we're allowed to argue about bullshit.
0: And I think it points out the bullshit power of the state, right? Because like, we agree, but yet we still hate each other. And you think that's not by design?
1: It's 100% by design.
0: I give up. 100%. I give up. I'm going home.
1: Um, You're going home, you said. <laughs> Um oh the confidence index if you scroll down to that bell um the confidence index summarizes americans ratings of current economic conditions and whether the economy is getting better or worse and it has a theoretical range of negative 100 to plus 100 and it's negative 39 and like so let's see january 20 when when biden came in it was at plus 41 and it's just slid down since then. So, like, it almost reached the points of 2008 the recession. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, the, it's almost hit the point. Yeah,
0: the, and that's but and then the interesting thing about that is that you know whose presidency was responsible for that recession?
1: Mm-hmm. Uh so 2000. So that's it's George W. Definitely Bush. Be.
0: It's George W. Bush.
1: Yeah. Well, Bush and, uh, well, who was, when did the dot com bubble start?
0: That would have been under Clinton. That would have been okay. Late because 90s. so
1: under Clinton, when the dot com bubble burst and there was like that small dip, is when the Federal Reserve, I think, actually started its like quantitative easing stuff, like on the sly. Like everything started then, and they like they pumped a bunch of money into the economy, and like tried to. I think that's when they tried to push the whole uh mortgage thing to make it where people could buy houses and stuff like that to try to circumvent that, and then that's what created the loophole.
0: Yeah, subprime mortgages, which is what yeah. ultimately caused the the economic crash in two thousand eight, and we're almost. Yeah, it was
1: the correction of the dot com bubble is what caused the uh, if I'm if I'm right. I might be wrong. Well,
0: isn't that, That you know, this is a little off topic, but it's a little off topic, but isn't that kind of what makes you a little bit nervous about crypto, especially when you just saw what happened with the what's his nuts, Sigmund Freud or whatever? Not necessarily,
1: because like if crypto stays its own thing, I like the idea that it's its own trading block, it's its own thing that it's completely irrelevant from the economy to where it's like if you're trading in it and like, let's say it completely crashes. The people who voluntarily put their money into it, they lose their money, but it's not a part of our banking system to where it's uh all right, let me see if I can articulate this right. It's like gambling basically. But it's not the market, like the market we have that's in like with the stock market that's heavily involved with government, where it gets backstops, where the Federal Reserve dumps trillions of dollars in and things like that. Walmart. Yeah, the bull. Yeah, the- yeah. When it's a bull or bear so market, you're saying
0: once it when, when it crashes, it cr- there's no way to save. There's no way to like artificially save it to bring it yeah. back up to where it would crash even harder. Where the people
1: it's affecting are the people who are involved in it.
0: I guess I get that, but
1: then the big, I, asset, but then big I, asset companies aren't taking all their money that they have with assets and putting it into crypto right now. Anyways, they're putting it into. ETF funds and things like that.
0: I guess I get that, um, but then I look at what happened. What look at what happened with FTX? It makes it very, very easy to build a pyramid. Stock pyramid but, scheme but off of.
1: Interest rates didn't change because of that. Um, like stock the the Dow is. You see dips and dives right now because it is a little more volatile because they're not doing quantitative easing anymore. It didn't affect everyone's day to day.
0: No, that's living true. Here that's true. It the didn't, actual it didn't collapse, world. It didn't collapse. The, the entire the people who economy.
1: lost out are people who did that, almost like gambling on DraftKings. And uh so I guess that's that's where I'm at with
0: that. I guess that's true. It's almost like it's almost like FTX was like Bernie Madoff light.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it didn't it didn't make a bunch of people lose their houses. I mean I'm sure people some people might have lost their houses because they were actually dabbling in that. But you could probably look it up, and that's probably only one percent versus people who lose their houses because of gambling or addiction or anything else.
0: Shall we get to the big one now, Corey?
1: Yeah, we can get to the Are big one. Are you ready
0: one. for this? Are you ready yeah. for
1: this? I'm at this point where like I'm drunk enough to, like, talk about this, but not too drunk to where I'm going to (laughs) stumble over my words.
0: I'm going to have to pace you. Yeah, obviously, we were going to talk about this a little bit last week, uh, the the Tyree Nichols situation. So Tyree Nichols and policing in the United States, why do we continue to have the wrong discourse? Uh, We didn't talk about this last week because I don't believe the body cam footage was released yet. Am I correct on that, Corey? I think it I'm-
1: was really, yeah, it was released, uh, like the day after our last. No, it was like, like while we were on the air. Oh, was it? Okay. So, and even that in itself, I'm going to say this the the release of the body cam footage, like the way everyone was waiting for it, like it was an album drop in itself, was like, I don't know. I was kind of repulsed by that. It's fucked up,
0: right? Like, yeah, I, I we understand- we're waiting
1: for it, like a movie release.
0: I understand wanting to see the body cam footage, right? But, like, The reason people were waiting for this body cam footage was to somehow try and prove some sort of ethical point, you know, to, to, to gain social clout one way or the other. Um, And what I'm getting out of this situation is, is that we still have no idea how to discuss the issue of policing in this country, because what ends up happening is you have something like what happened to Tyree Nichols, which was maybe maybe the biggest police atro- police murder atrocity that we've ever seen. Now, maybe I'm just saying that because it was, you know, uh, high profile and we have the body cam footage and like I'm not trying to degrade anybody who lost a loved one at the hand of hands of police. From now, back until the beginning of time, but the seeing the way this went down and seeing the entirety of the body cam footage, it's certainly the most high profile, and it's certainly the grossest one that we've it's seen It's the most so far. objective one, yeah.
1: Obviously. even like like George Floyd, it's very you watch that video. It's very, very easy to see that he was murdered in the street but it gets convoluted really fast with the whole racism thing.
0: And you could make a bad argument or something that it was manslaughter. You and I don't feel that way, but
1: No, you, he murdered him.
0: You could make a, and, like, uh, a really bad but, but somehow coherent argument. It quickly argument shifted that it was from
1: trying to deal with the police issue and like it was easy to divide the country over an issue that could have been solved then. Uh, and making it with the distraction of race, mm-hmm. because race is one of the biggest shiny objects in our society that we continually use to divide the people time and time and time again. Whereas this black chief of police, uh, all the officers are black, and they beat to black man. Who you know, like I teared up. I never, I, you know, I still haven't watched the video. I need to. I didn't want to because I didn't want to fall into the hype and give someone sort of clickbait and anything like that. But then uh, I was listening to the Reason Roundtable earlier, and uh, they were talking about how it's important to watch this stuff just because, like, you need you you kind of need to see it. You kind of need that, like, like your little glass bubble to be shattered. To see like what brutality is, I'm like this is 100% fascism. This is what a police state is. When that's the guy, even if it was reckless driving, even if he was driving down the wrong side of the road, he didn't kill anybody. And they they got him out of his car. They had control of his body. There was what 70 conflicting uh, commands within like 13 minutes to him. And like they're like, show me your hands. But his hands were behind his back, and they had his hands. This was just bad policing, people on power trips, and it was just—it was absolutely disgusting and gross. And I don't—I, I could throw in a million words, a million and a half words to describe this. Well, I think the the thing. Hey, what's that, up, Brighton? Eyes?
0: The thing that makes it so, like, animalistic. Is the fact that this was a situation where they constantly and continuously beat this man to death. This was something that took place over the course of uh, m- many, many minutes hour, whatever it was. Uh, and they, they just continually beat this man to death. A lot of what we see when it comes to uh, police overreach. It's generally like a gunshot. Right? Like or a couple of gunshots shooting somebody in the back. Something that's over really fast, right? Uh even with even with George Floyd, like that was that was horrible. It, whatever it was, it took like 9 minutes or whatever uh of Derek Eight Chauvin. minutes and
1: 46 seconds.
0: Of Derek Chauvin kneeling on this man's neck. But the the savage nature of this beating is so animalistic. And just it's so much different. It it just it just hits differently. And that's not to downgrade what happened to George Floyd or any of the others. And I, I think I feel like George Floyd's family and all of the others' families would probably agree with that statement. Uh, just the, the the animalistic nature of, of of this beatdown, and yet we still can't have the conversation that matters, which is. How we address the way policing takes place in this country—it always breaks down to, uh, it always breaks down to to race somehow, right? You still have Van Jones on CNN putting out an article of 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 how you know uh, black police officers can be involved in white supremacy, right? So like you, you get like these weird—it's because w- it's the clickbait. Right, and, and and
1: but that's and, why they and, also only the have four hundred forty-three thousand viewers on primetime.
0: But the way they always turn to it is like uh, it's 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 a, it's, a, it's systematic white supremacy, right? And and black people can be involved in that. Black, black officers, you know, can be involved in that. If you don't understand that, you're
1: basically just- calling them Uncle Toms, and without saying it out loud, saying that these that these black folks are too dumb. To be to, able to decipher what they're doing on their own consciousness. To, that realize, that in a a,
0: to realize that they're in a white supremacist system. That, shit. that
1: is the biggest thing that pisses me off so much when we do different things about like the white knighting.
0: Yeah. And it's like if you do. just if you just take two minutes, if you just take two minutes to think about it, you'll understand why this is fucking nuts. Don't you,
1: agree? yeah, like maybe, like now it's like it's very it's it's very easy to point out the fact that, like when you talk about white people being killed by police and black people being killed, that people it's you the conversation goes back and forth because numbers by themselves paint a different picture than like what's actually happening, where it's like, well, more white people are killed by police. And it's like, yeah, that's true. But we make up, what, like 40% of the country or 50% of the country or something like that to where you have 60% of 333 million people and they're, only making, they're making up a large number of the 1,100 people killed by police every year. But black people only make up 13%. And their number is comparable. So in saying that, Black people might actually be targeted by police and things like that. But when you try to divide this up into race and things like that, what you're doing is all these white people who see this number, knowing that there's just everywhere they look, there's just white people. They just, it's easy to brush off and just go, well, I'm glad I'm not black. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And you, you separate that and take race from the picture completely you are seeing 1,100 people being killed by police. You know, now some of them were, they did have guns and things like that. Those stories don't make news that, because they don't need to because pull a gun a cop, you're going to get killed. Yeah. The problem is, is like like the traffic stops and the interactions that aren't necessarily needed.
0: Yeah, I'll give you, I'll and give you a when example. When you
1: take those scenarios and then you separate that into race, what you're going to do is make it Either this weird, repulsive thing that people have because they don't want to talk about race, as evidenced by that Gallup poem, especially Republicans, they don't see race and racism issues in our country as an issue
0: because they're all around white people.
1: Because they're all around white people, yeah. And if we really just sort of talk about this instead of it being a racist issue and you talk about it being a government issue, and watch how fast Republicans hop on board.
0: Well, and I think I think I have like an interesting thought experiment on that, Corey. So I'll just use Detroit since that's our hometown, right? Um, mostly black, uh, even though 13% of, of the, the American population is black. Most of Detroit is black. And you'll find that in, in a lot of big inner cities, right? Uh, where most of the population is black. So if I go through, and so like a lot of people that defend cops will say things like, well, you know, you only got like whatever. I don't know what the number is, but like say it's like 1% chance of having a, a a bad interaction with a police officer where somebody gets injured, right? Say it's 1%. I'm just throwing that number out there. I don't know if that's that's the number, but I'm just going to use it as an example. But then you, you go into like an all-black neighborhood and maybe it goes up to whatever, 3%. And I'm being conservative with these numbers. It goes up to 3%. That's still triple the one percent nationwide right right but now because but statistics now,
1: are a fickle thing like but, people see it still in single digits and they go oh, that's not that big of a deal
0: but now wait a second let's say we have a, a we have a nice affluent city outside of Detroit uh, Bloomfield Hills it's I think per capita one of the richest cities in the country if we take the white people from Bloomfield Hills and replace them and switch them with the black people in Detroit do you think that somehow the number of bad police interactions are going to decrease in the city of Detroit, and are they going to increase in Bloomfield Hills? My answer would be no, because it's a and fucking because it's a fucking class issue, Corey. And it's, and it's it's a class
1: issue. And here's and here's the thing: uh, the cops in places like Bloomfield Hills are paid enough money to just not do that. You understand what I'm saying?
0: But the other answer like is there, that, like, there just isn't as much crime being committed there because there's affluent people living there. The race has nothing to do with it, right?
1: And but it, but in in all of that, like, it's the police are paid a lot more money. They're not frustrated on the job. They're not That's like true. A, a, That's true. A, a a police department like that is well funded, so it's not funded based on bullshit traffic stops. Which decreases the chance of police interactions. It's there, yeah. There's there's a lot to it, but yeah, no. It it ultimately like we're we're coming to the same conclusion here that it's it's, well, it's that's a classic.
0: That's what brings it down to like um you know people talk about systemic racism, and it's a real thing, but people talk about it as as if it can be explained in two sentences.
1: Just things can be I, explained away with just oh well yeah just systematic racism. I think
0: it's a remarkably deep issue that would take a long time to parse out, and that's why it's why nobody talks about it because it's complicated, because it's difficult. It's just easy that's why to go, this one's
1: weird, right? Because right. like it literally right in front of does take the race issue and just shows that bad policing is bad policing. Like even Trump. Even Trump put out a truth and saying, what he's <laughs> like, and I don't mean to say that in like some comical way. It's his fucking social media platform.
0: Was this but truth he, actually he, he, a truth?
1: Yeah, this is the truth. That's a truth. And I don't have the actual truth in front of me, but he said hey, that. Maybe Bill can uh, find it for us. Yeah, go look up, look up the uh, just Trump truth.
0: He'll uh, find it. He's good. That's why we brought him in. Yeah, Trump truth
1: <laughs> on Tyree Nichols, but he he said that, that it was uh it was um that it was like absolutely aberrant, you know, and fucking terrible. And then you even and have, uh,
0: but you I, you you have people that like immediately jump to the defense of, and this this goes back to. You know the title of the show: the left setting narratives and the right reacting to it. You immediately have people jumping to the defense of police, like as a whole. And it's like, wh- how, wh- why is that the first place you have to go? And I think I know the they answer. Because you love
1: the taste of leather.
0: I don't even think that's it, Corey. I-, I know you like to call them bootlickers, and most of the time I agree with you. But like, I, I thought about this for for a while today, and it's it really has to do with. The fact that they already have conservative values and they already see like Whoopi Goldberg saying things like, Do we need white people to get beat up by police before we care? No,
1: because statistically they already do.
0: Understood, understood, but like the the people that are gonna defend police don't see it that way, and they look at it as as an immediate attack on police, so they have to jump for the first thing. To go, well, not all cops are bad. Like, nobody's having the actual conversation, right? It's like, because that's a fundamentally true statement, Corey, because if all cops were bad, we would have a really fucking bad, we would have a real problem.
1: Yeah, no, that's true. Like, there's millions of interactions with police every day.
0: And then most of them
1: are just trying to do their job. And
0: that's just it. You have people that are like, I'm just, I'm so tired of this. All cops are bad narrative. And then you have, I'm so tired of, of cops beating up on black people. And, but, but nobody's talking about like, uh, you know, let's end qualified immunity. Let's hold these people accountable. Um, let's, you know, let's maybe stop having so many ridiculous police interactions with 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 uh, with with the public for yes. revenue collecting services, maybe Nobody properly wants to have fund those police stations,
1: and this is what's an issue too, because you know me, I'm I'm big on the least amount of federal government as possible. But if police stations in inner cities were properly funded, and they were getting paid, what uh, sit like police stations in like Bloomfield Hills or you know.
0: Areas like that. Uh, I lost you, Corey. Where are you? you back? You're back. He's back.
1: I'm back. <laughs> so what I was saying is uh, maybe like now I'm against like a federal police station or whatever, right? I'm against like a, just a federal police force. But if these inner city poor communities, police departments were funded as well as like a Bloomfield Hills in places like that um a uh a Martha's Vineyard police department you know something like that and they didn't have to rely on quotas that half the problems might be solved but edward snowden had a really good point when he said that uh you just end qualified immunity mm-hmm. and stop making to where it's our tax dollars that are paying for all these lawsuits against police brutality and having it come out of these police officers' pension funds and watch them sort the problems out themselves real quick. You, I got a quick number for you, Dan. Sure. $3.5 billion a year, roughly, is spent on uh, lawsuits from police misconduct.
0: And that's our tax dollars.
1: That's our tax dollars.
0: They go into that. Yeah.
1: We were given the everyone was given fucking uh, Elon Musk shit for not spending six billion to end world hunger, and here we are doing two thirds of that. And it all has to do fucking paying it, people off because they're just living their life in a free country and end up getting the shit kicked out of them by police over and it all, something and, like and bullshit and like so, something hanging from their rearview mirror.
0: And yeah, and that's exactly what I was going to say. It has so much to do with unnecessary police interactions. Uh, and and it, it kind of brings me back to you know some of the the defense of uh of policing where you have people that say things like uh it th- there's this there's this theory out there. I'm not even gonna call it a conspiracy theory because it's very actually very plausible. The fact that this particular incident with Tyree Nichols was personal uh there's a rumor flying around that he may have been sleeping with one of these policemen's wife on the side. I have no idea.
1: Yeah, that adds a whole other dynamic to it, doesn't it?
0: it, it, it? But, but when you watch, here's why it's plausible, because when you watch this video, you watch how viscerally these guys beat the shit out of him. It certainly looks personal, doesn't it? It does. But they want to go, they want to defend police by saying, oh, uh, it was It was personal. It didn't have anything to do with police work. And it's like, okay, but these these guys were cops. They were cops at the end of the day that had that that if if they had not had the position of being police officers if they had not had qualified immunity right if they had not had this uh lack of fear of punishment for their actions because of the power position that they have
1: they might have been able to restrain themselves
0: this might never have happened in the fucking first place so even if it isn't A police related incident, even if it is just uh, uh, I shouldn't say just because it sounds like I'm dismissing it. But even if it's even if it is a personal vendetta that one of these officers had against this man, he wouldn't have had his his his, you know, government paid for posse behind him when he went to beat the shit out of this guy. And we don't know if the government
1: loves to monopolize violence.
0: I think this is going to go to trial. A lot of people disagree with me on that. I I don't know if these but maybe these cops will take a plea. I don't know but it's it's a really fucked up situation, and we every time this happens, we continue to have the wrong discussion. We continue to have yeah, the wrong conversation it's,
1: it's it goes you know like the perfect comparison is uh, in June when Nike and Amazon and everyone changes their logos of their company to a rainbow. Because what that does is it creates a distraction where everyone argues about wokeness in these companies or whether or not they they, uh, support or uh, disparage the gay community. And everyone's talking about that, and they're not talking about the fact that these companies use slave labor in third world countries. And it's the same exact thing with this, to where we could be focused on the idea that our police system in this country is fucked, and we could end qualified immunity, and we could do all these different things, and so we just blame it on race. Race the hot button top issue.
0: Yeah, they make it real easy. Why the fuck do you keep cutting out?
1: Probably because we have two cameras here streaming. This
0: this lollipop goddamn production that, that we have here on Libservative? <laughs> Did I cut uh, out again? It did for a second there. Uh, Bell threw in the chat here. Uh, I don't know, probably twenty minutes ago because we can't shut the fuck up. Four out of five of these police officers had prior violations. You uh, shared an article as well, but I didn't open it Some yet.
1: Some of them are very minor, though. Some of them are minor, he said. But uh, yeah, they they all. Some of them are bad. <laughs>
0: <laughs> i shouldn't be laughing but i am uh, no but but all i was all i was all i was trying to say by mentioning the fact that four of these five officers had prior violations to shows
1: no accountability, no accountability no oversight
0: no accountability in fact uh the the uh city actually hired these police officers as a whatever they called i don't remember what the acronym stood for scorpion. the scorpion unit uh, but which is basically a unit that goes around and harasses people. We've seen this before. This isn't a new thing. Baltimore. No, had we one. did it in Detroit. The original was one the, was in yeah. Detroit in '68. Yeah, where you go around and it's it, 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 it like masquerades as like a a neighborhood safety unit when it's really just or they just
1: extort people, beat the yeah, shit out of them, yeah. and yeah,
0: yeah. And we're still doing that. We're still doing that in 2023. And well, so, like, thank God, Detroit's you know, ahead of the
1: curve. I guess
0: I don't want to hear any more about. You know, uh, not all cops are bad. We know this, dude. If that, if all cops were bad. And first of all, nobody's actually saying that, right? Uh, when people say things like, I don't agree with the defund the police mantra. I think it's a little silly. But I, I understand what, what they're saying, which is they don't necessarily believe that the human beings that put on the uniform every day are
1: fucking...
0: <laughs> they're not mini-Hitlers, right? What they're saying is that the the uh, the institution of policing in this country is fucked up, and they're not wrong. It's fucked up. Uh,
1: Yeah, it's it's yeah. They're underfunded, undertrained. Their whole quota system or their whole like uh, budgeting system is based on just.
0: And when it, extorting and when, poor people, and when you go, and when you go to, you know, four out of five police officers having prior violations, it's because they hired bad people because they they're underfunded. They're is the argument you could make? There is an argument against that. I understand that Uh the fact that it, it just that you need to reduce the amount of interactions that police officers have with human beings, which could then. Make which could then allow you to reduce the amount of officers that you need on your force, which would then allow you to have the best of the best on your force. So there are there are arguments both ways, and those are the arguments that need to be had, not whether or not all cops are racist or not. And it goes to the title of the show, which is the cultural left sets the narrative. What's the narrative, Corey? All cops are racist. Yeah, and all that happens is the right reacts to it.
1: Yeah, it just at this point, like this one is the is the perfect clear example that when it comes to police, is is there systematic racism in our country? Sure, it's it, a lot better than it was before. We still have some improvements to go, but it's, it's not complicated, like it used to be. And it's
0: complicated. It's nuanced. It's
1: complicated. But when it comes to police itself. We need to stop making it about race. Floyd was killed by a shitty cop. I can say that without involving race whatsoever, and you could watch the video. And if I made it towards like a negative, like video or whatever, you couldn't really even see the color of the people. You would see a shitty cop murdering someone in the street by diving his neck into that person's or diving his knee into that person's neck.
0: And let me add to that:
1: this video, take away the race. You saw a shitty police beat the shit out of someone who was just coming back from a park taking, for, taking photography photos of a sunset. I, was, I didn't watch the video of the killing, but I was watching all these videos about this guy, and it's heart-wrenching. Like,
0: yeah, He was tough. just
1: a skateboarding kid who was a photographer, and he was a driver for FedEx. Yep, Reckless driving. Fuck that. Fucking reckless driving. What's reckless driving? It's, Me going 16 or 45 because I'm late for work? It's
0: subjective. Uh, I ju- just to add to your point about Derek Chauvin putting his neck on George Floyd, or his neck, his knee on George Floyd's neck. Uh, I look at that and I go, I, I feel like Derek Chauvin would have done that to anyone. Like, I just don't feel like, and I'm not defending Derek Chauvin in any way. He's a horrible police officer right. on a yeah, fucking Right, but that's, that's the thing. But like, him if, killing if a George, white person George, doesn't
1: make him any less shitty than him killing a black person.
0: And if George Floyd were white, I st- I believe 100% he would have done the same thing.
1: He probably would have. And you know what? And that's the issue is that video wouldn't have garnered as much attention as the George Floyd one did when it fucking should. Ryan Whitaker. there's so many names of white people who have been killed by police unjustifiably and that if we were able to put this into the media like we do with like when black people are killed, all these white people who are able to hide behind the whole idea of race because that's that's what happens in our country, too. All these people, like when I talk about how they go, oh, thank God I'm not black, mm-hmm. they follow a status quo, they wake up, they work 60 hours a week, and in their mind, they're safe because the institutions, whether or not they like to bitch about them because the, the election didn't go their way, they trust these institutions to the point where they cuck out to them. Yeah, just and, like Corey, the left the, thing is- the right does the same exact thing. Because of the fact, as evidenced by the fact that when this happens, they don't even have a forward step. Like we said, like we just know what they're against, not what they're for. Mm -hmm. It's because they have the same amount of faith in the same institutions that the left that the liberals do. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Okay. And so you take away race and you and you say, hey, it's not because they're black. This can happen to you too. Mm Mm-hmm. You might actually see some fucking progress.
0: And that's just it, Corey. Like if, 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 if white people being killed by police were made more, was made more mainstream, it, then we would it, see- it actually helps. It helps the advocates for, you know, hey, black people are getting killed by police. It actually helps. It helps what you're trying to say. Right, Because it shows what the actual systemic problem is
1: Now in saying that It goes back to us It goes back to the whole thing of where it's like White people don't give a shit about black people No that's
0: not what we're saying at all And it's
1: not what we're saying But it's what we're saying is Everyone's in their own bubble And you need to pop that bubble With what is going to affect them When it's When you make this big stink about it being race When you're not a part of that race that's not in your bubble and it feels like it's a million miles away people you get some rural person living in bodunk fucking middle of nowhere in the fucking woods and they see something happening in the inner city it it doesn't affect their daily life
0: people change their outlooks with stories not statistics right it's it's the whole it's the whole it's the whole
1: how does this relate to me
0: no, it, 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 yeah. it's the whole one death is a tragedy, a million deaths is a statistic. People don't give a shit about statistics because it doesn't, there's nothing, there's nothing that, they don't get anything out of it. There's no emotional the- reaction. Like, I'll give you a great example, right? Uh, the, the best example of all. What's the best example? The Holocaust, right? Six million Jews. You hear that number. Wow, that's a really fucking horrible number. And it is. We all know this. But what do we relate to? We relate to the story of Anne Frank right? We yeah. hear about this young girl. You relate girl. to the
1: story of the Holocaust survivor you heard when you were
0: 16. 100%. You, you, you get this story of, of this girl who was forced to hide in an attic for two years or whatever the hell it was uh, and ultimately died You know, two weeks before the Soviets came and liberated the concentration camp. That's the story you relate to. You don't relate to six million Jews. That's just a number. But you
1: don't right? have a face. You don't have a name.
0: Yeah. That's how you, you just, change yeah. people's opinions, and so if you start adding low-class white people being killed by cops as well, it doesn't do anything except help what you're trying to say, it's, which is that it's so weird is the how we're saying problem. this
1: because, like, what we're saying is 100% factual and true, and it's we have to paint a picture for people to make it relate to them to see an actual like, well, maybe that's problem our job. being solved. And maybe that, maybe that's what it is. But yeah, like you know, it, what is it? Like Camille Foster on, uh, on the fifth, on the fifth column says all the time. He goes, no one should have to, should have to find pride or uh, disgrace, or like embarrassment in race, sexual orientation, or any sort of ideology. Like it should, it just shouldn't be a thing. You shouldn't have to be prideful in who you like to love. You shouldn't have to be prideful in the color of your skin. And you shouldn't be embarrassed with who you love. And you shouldn't be embarrassed based on the color of your skin. And if we did take race away from this issue for the sake of the white folk, we might actually see real problems being solved in this country. And what that would do would also help the black folk. And it sucks to even have to put it like that because of the fact that it's still even then it's still based in race.
0: Oh yeah, and in certain in certain circles, like everything we just said in the last twenty or so minutes might be considered racist. And I don't care. I, I really don't.
1: I, it, I don't care either because you know why? Because what I'm saying is is I want less people, regardless of color, being killed by the by the government. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing, isn't it? <laughs> that saying that might be misconstrued as racism.
0: No, it's just like let's not have cops killing people. That's good.
1: Rest in peace, Tyree Nichols. Hundred percent. That's just though, so it's so fucking gross what happened. And there. we'll
0: probably talk about this some more uh, as these fucking assholes get uh, prosecuted. I hope this goes to trial.
1: Right, and then yeah, and and then when they when yeah, that's the thing It's like nothing's even going to get done. You're going to get Pelosi and Schumer wearing the fucking african garb again and then that's well, Pelosi
0: it Pelosi doesn't matter anymore she's not she's not uh she's not at the top of the uh the totem pole oh man the, uh, i know you're upset anymore.
1: about that love I'm it i'm not gonna get to see her tits anymore
0: i do love her tits yeah it's going be, <laughs> be tough yeah so
1: bell since you're new since you're new to being a part of the show you
0: explain it to him <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah i'm gonna explain it to him real
0: quick i love nancy pelosi's tits they're amazing. He just wants to
1: see them. He wants to motorboater.
0: They are the greatest 80-some-odd-year-old tits I've ever seen in my life. He's not disagreeing.
1: <laughs> Hates her policy. <laughs> Hates everything else about her. He just wants <laughs> to see her tits. I want to be able to get to the point where Lipsertiv has a press pass, and hopefully before Nancy Pelosi fucking uh, retires, so we can get a press pass and then lose it in the same day, because Dan's going to be in the back. Waste him and going show me your tits <laughs> and then like the afterwards it's gonna be like this little like powwow meet him going dude why the fuck did you say that like, we were actually in the white house
0: <laughs> the, or the capital, capital the capital i know we're getting a little longer the two hey
1: <laughs> that's exactly bell goes he'd be like it's worth it
0: <laughs> we have uh we did want to talk about uh, the term Latinx and its possible banning and also tie that into uh, DeSantis being a little bit of a hypocrite. Uh, I think we can save those. We're an hour and a half in. I got to take a we leak. We can save those. So, uh, I don't know. Tell the people where they can find us.
1: All right. Libservative Podcast is found on all social media and podcast platforms. Our website is You We can be found at Libservative on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Instagram and Twitter is at LibservativePod. Our TikTok videos can be found at Podcast, and you can reach out directly at LibservativePod at gmail.com. Subscribe today. Also, if you're actually listening to this podcast and as you're not watching the live stream, as it's finishing right now, make sure you scroll down to the bottom. Give us a little five-star review. It helps us out to where more people can hear this shit show that you're hearing. (laughs) So you have something to talk about like we talked about Velma.
0: Oh, so good. Spent way too much time on that. <laughs> on what? <laughs> on Velma. I know. I was like, that's what I was like the whole time. I was like, three episodes only Dude, I'm, si- I'm sitting there with a fucking legal pad and a pen, like just looking <laughs> for the. Did <wolf.
1: laughs> you know the entire fucking country did that?
0: <laughs> I might be. Like, me, I'm
1: gonna sit here and I'm gonna get some fucking notes on this one. <laughs> jinkies.
0: Hmm. <Yeah>, oh, jinkies. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, uh, we'll have we'll have we'll have Bell's audio fixed next week, so he can actually uh, chime in and tell us when we're fucking up and give us statistics like four out of five police officers had prior violations in the Tyree Nichols situation. Yeah. Uh, and then
1: but- post show, we'll talk about a couple of the different little things. I think we can talk about to make it better. Yeah,
0: I'm gonna but take a leak first. The audience
1: doesn't give a fuck about that. No, See no, you in okay. a minute.
0: Shit, little show prep. Uh, anyway, this has been Libservative. The show of two intellectual idiots fostering political and cultural literacy. As always, he's been Corey Walsh. He's been Dan Griffin. It's been Libservative, and we are out of here. We the people cannot that.